Hey, welcome to today's episode of the Rocks Life Podcast. I'm Greg, and today I'm chatting with Matt Brewster. Matt is the CEO of Whip Fitness, who have a fantastic gym recently, Hyrox affiliated in the heart of London. And they're also a very popular multi-brand global retailer born out of CrossFit. Additionally, he's on the board of Built for Athletes and has previously worked at Speedo, Arcadia and Beyonce's company, Ivy Park. He has a huge amount of experience in retail and in sport in his role at WIT, and we have a great chat about the growth of Hyrox, the community, what he sees as opportunities for brands moving into the Hyrox space with regard to equipment and apparel. We talk about the development of a shoe specifically targeted at Hyrox athletes. We discuss the media side of the sport and lots, lots more. Uh, this episode is a little different to our typical athlete interviews, but I think you'll really enjoy it. Matt has a huge amount of experience, knowledge, and a ton of insights into the fitness space and Hyrox in general, and it was a pleasure to be able to chat with him. Before we get into the episode, remember, if you'd like any help with your training for Hyrox, then head over to rockslife.com coaching, and also go and check out X Endurance, who sell a range of supplements absolutely perfect for improving your performance in Hyrox. I used to run my own supplement company. I'm a nutritionist. I'm particularly fussy about the products I use. I know what ones are a complete waste of money and I'm very happy to use the supplements from X Endurance. They're high quality proven products from a great team who truly understand sports nutrition and who compete in the event too. So go and find out more about them at xendurance.eu. Finally, if you do enjoy these podcasts, sharing them with your friends, even in just in Instagram stories or elsewhere on social media can be a big, big help. Okay, I think that's everything. Let's get into the show. Really hope you enjoy this insightful chat with the brilliant Matt Brewster. Matt Brewster, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Greg. Yeah, lovely to be here. All right, so... um. So if we just start, can you just tell us a bit about your background, a little bit about wit, and then we can go from there? Yeah, so I've always been really passionate about fitness and sport and been very fortunate that I've been in some of the best and largest brands around the world. And notably uh, Pentland, which was Speedo, that had JD under the under the tutelage and, and got to run that globally um, as the COO. And then extended that into probably the fashion world and working for Arcadia, so Topshop, um, and ultimately was you know, one of the first employees on the Ivy Park partnership with Beyonce, which again was probably my first introduction to the world of bringing fashion and sports and that functionality together uh, on how to grow an amazing brand, you know, very, very quickly through through digital and uh, and consumers around the world. So. I've, I've been really fortunate in working some big corporate organizations, but I think I've enjoyed the last few years actually working with and supporting entrepreneurs and, and founders to grow really quick uh, businesses and really fortunate spaces. And notably being NGX being a um, effectively a brand based on your DNA. So effectively it's a nutrition company that takes your DNA and personalizes your nutrition. So I'm one of the investors and non-execs there. Alongside that now, I've been working behind the scenes probably about nearly two years now with WIT and formerly 18 months as CEO and uh, have Dan and the board working closely with me to grow that in, in a really compelling way. Um, 
And then I think just more recently got announced this morning that, you know, I'm now a non-exec on the board for Built for Athlete. So I think I'm now following my passions. I think I've always wanted to be in something I'm really passionate about. And I've always played sport my entire life. And the fact that I now get a chance to work in an environment where I get to train and actually talk to some of the best brands globally, but actually get to validate and wear those brands and talk about them each and every day is is probably a dream that probably I still pinch myself each and every day. Brilliant. Okay. Can you just, for, for people that don't know, tell us what WIT is? Yeah, so WIT stands for whatever it takes. And effectively, Dan and Sam, who both uh, you know, founder and co-founder, started the brand in 2015 and actually found a gap at the time in probably what was quite niche then in the UK and Europe, which was CrossFit. So born at a CrossFit and you know, Dan went to Nike. They had this shoe that no one knew about in Nike called the Metcon. And they said, we want to buy 1500 pairs. Um, they said, oh, we're not sure. So they were able to get access to 300. They had a pop-up in Shoreditch. They opened up that pop-up. They sold out within two hours. And then the brand was formed. And uh, it obviously went from whatever it takes to Wit. And um, you know, Wit is a, at, the, at the heart is a multi-brand training expert and retailer. And we operate um, digitally across over 113 markets. Um, and then we have a big activation space in the heart of St. Paul's and ostensibly it's a gym and a retail store, but it allows us to bring the best brands to the community, both in London and around the world and, and gives us that, I suppose, that authenticity within CrossFit. We have more recently extended that into affiliations with both British Weightlifting and now High Rocks because ultimately, as the training expert, we want to be at the heart of some of those purchase decisions and making sure people probably understand what training gear they need to to to, go, to start their training journey and to prove in, to improve themselves to be the best version of they of what they want to be across those types of sports that we really want to penetrate okay all right brilliant i've, I've been up to where i loved it it's a it's, it's, it's a great little place and um, like you, you mentioned the high rocks affiliation have you, have you done a high rocks yourself yeah, so I've been I've been fortunate. I was like early into that when it was one of the embryonic ones where there were seven hundred people at the first event, and uh, you know appreciate Emma Waring uh, at my zone was one of the, the the founding people that got us into that with their partnership with uh, with Hyrox. And I think the one thing I really enjoyed about it is it's probably the first time you combine. You know, if you've got a running background, then ultimately you, you've got, you know, a good chance of performing because ultimately, you know, a large chunk of it is running. But then I think, therefore, if you've done strength training, you still could it's one kilometre burst as opposed to long distance, then I think it's really accessible. And I think I've really enjoyed it as a participant, but also really enjoyed as we've started to see probably 50% of the new audience coming into WIT now through the High Rocks affiliate has never been to WIT and has never heard of WIT, but now we're actually bringing them into, into the environment and using our coaches as a way to help people train and go on their training journey to be you know ready as they get to the start line for you know High Rocks. And you know, I've done my third one um, in November last year. I'm now targeting doing the next one in November. Um, as a pair and then my aspiration which I'm sure is like a lot of people who are entering into high rocks is 
getting fit enough to then go and do one by myself so I can't share the load with with my partner so that's that's the dream and um, I, I think it's just really good I think it's you know there's lots of spectators it's a real buzz about it and I haven't seen that level of engagement and the speed at which Hyrox has come to market and then exploded all around the world since probably the founders created the Ironman brand probably 15 years ago so from a personal point of view, it's been what I think I've been waiting for and allows me to combine a lot of different facets of some things I'm not so good at, but things that I'm really good at, but then actually allows me to train very specifically because the format is the same each and every time. So like anything, practice means that you can improve and hopefully beat your time because at the end of the day, it's all about your personal best, not necessarily because... There's lots of amazing athletes who blow my mind, like, you know, Hunter who beat the world record where it's just crazy just what they're able to achieve and some of the times that they can command. So I, I take my hat off to those. But I just enjoy the fact that you can be on a level playing field with them and actually see them be their personal best and watch them, you know, some amazing athletes from around the world. But ultimately, I don't feel that I'm out my depth when I post my time, which I'm really proud of. But it's just nice that, like anything, the community is probably at the heart of all the bits that make High Rocks what the success it's been so far. Not sure. Okay. Now, I think you touched on it there. I was going to ask you, like, as wit as a gym, has it seen that the High Rocks affiliation has been attracting new members? Is that a, is that been a drive for for new members? Yeah, so we so we obviously have Gus, that's one of our head coaches, you know, who was the head trainer um, at WIT for years and still a really strong brand ambassador because I think we always say once team WIT, always team WIT. And I think Gus has you know, gone from being really strong at CrossFit. He was one of the early people into the High Rocks world and now, you know, is emceeing you know, some of the largest High Rocks events around the world. And so because we have him affiliated with, with WIT Fitness as, as a brand, it was a natural extension for us to then extend that reach into high rocks now as i said um the biggest thing i've been really encouraged by is the fact that we've just seen a new audience so people that have never heard of we never been into the space and we work with class pass and to bring actually new new audiences in and we've just posted about that across our social media channels and yeah 50 percent of all the people that come as we do two times higher up sessions every single week of uh, a brand new to the space and brand new to wit. So encouraging signs for us that we're starting to attract a different consumer outside our core of CrossFit. Good. Good. How about, are you seeing as well though, like I presume you've got a lot of CrossFit members. Are there, are you seeing those either transition to higher ups or at least give higher ups a try? Yeah, I think, the people as in in WIT as members, I think, are a really nice bunch, real community bunch, but also a really competitive bunch. And I think, like anything, it creates a level of FOMO because once a few people start talking about it, then people then start saying, "Well, I got this time." And naturally, because you know we're a, we're a competitive bunch, um, I think more people have said, "Oh, I'll try it." And then actually, once a few people try it, it's almost like then you get a captive audience and the large community we have that suddenly, you know, probably I'd say 50% of the members in the gym have all tried it at least once and really love it, enjoy it. And it's a different type of training. So therefore I think because the frequency is a lot better, whilst again, people go to throwdowns and different community CrossFit events, I think high rocks has just allowed people to do things more often and on a bigger scale, which is, you know, 
better for the community, but better for those that are attending those events because it's just got such a buzz. And the brands that are working within the high rock space are also investing in it, which means that, you know, it's only going to grow and grow in scale. Mm -hmm. Is it the community aspects of CrossFit? If, if, I, if I asked you, like, what can high rocks maybe learn from CrossFit to continue to grow and to try and ultimately have CrossFit's success? Is it the community element that you feel is a major part of that or is anything else spring to mind? So I think community is a really interesting word because I think on one hand, you are part of the CrossFit community, but your community is actually much more I said, linear than that, which is it's the microcosm of people that you're training with at 5.30 in the morning in your box. And I'm a member of New Wave as well out in, in Surrey, which is, you know, on, on farmland. And that's got a really nice microcosm and great coaches, great influencers like we have at WIT. But think the community starts there but once you're an affiliate of CrossFit then you're naturally going to competitions and you start to get to know other people because a lot of the same faces and brands are at all those events and, and that once you're in that community it's really embracing and it's really encouraging and, and similar to CrossFit High Rocks also is really encouraging I think because you get people there and people will do the event but also then hang around for the rest of the day to cheer on their team members and other people they may know, you know, in their town or village or city. That's the bit for me that I think comes through is the fact that you don't just go participate and go home. You stay and actually watch, you participate, you, you, you'll have, you know, some coffees, you'll you know, go and touch and feel some of the brands that are there. And people are always then avid to talk to others because actually the way you learn and get better is you watch others, you get advice and then again within the gym or the environment you're training in people naturally help each other improve which is I think that's the the essence of community from my side yeah yeah in um in your your position your fairly unique position like in the heart of London at WIT are you seeing any specific fitness trends either just fitness in general in the CrossFit world in general that that you see at the moment and like might progress over the next few years aside from just pure Hyrox is going to get big yeah I think over time I think lots of brands and companies have really focused on the in-training part but I think what we're seeing is actually now with the role technology is playing and you know with Whoop and others around their heart rates and tracking your sleep alongside obviously people having more accessibility, you know, to actually nutrition and actually what you need to fuel yourself. I think we have also moved towards that mark, which is actually thinking about getting people fueled and actually to whatever the start line is for them. And that might be the ability to go from couch to 5k. But, you know, we're seeing that Technology and our role as WIT Fitness is actually supporting people on their training journey to actually give them education, help them make sure they're fueling themselves, help, help helping them make sure they get you know enough sleep and, and, and balance in their lives. And actually then when they're at the gym is you know, hydration and then ultimately is, is about recovery. And I think, you know, that's that's the bit we're seeing more is technology. You know, a lot of the wearables that are coming through nutrition is becoming paramount. And then actually there is more accessibility training and education than ever before that I think people, whether you're new to training or whether you're advanced, I think everyone's trying to find what those marginal gains are. And that doesn't mean you will be, you know, necessarily improving your personal best, but because your personal best actually depends on what you want to achieve. And as I said, is we go from entry level people on their training journey that just want to be 
more balance in their life and actually have a healthier diet and well-being and actually be able to you know, support their grandkids and play with them through to those that are really intrinsically using technology and wearables to then make sure that they're, you know, they're maximizing their heart rate and actually are they training in the right zone. So I think, as I said, is that's been a real shift in the last three years that I can only see as more technology brands come to market that there'll be more, you know, more brands and more types of technology that we can all use and WIC can therefore facilitate as the training expert to help people um, deliver those, those best each and every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this might just be my perception, but Thyrox has done very well at attracting, I think, um, people from all different backgrounds, all different ages, all different shapes and sizes. Um, and, and my perception is they've done that better than CrossFit. And like I was at turf games at the weekend and I think they've done it better than, than turf games. Is there, do you have a feeling, would you agree with that? And do you, is there a reason that you think that's the case? I think there's a, there's definitely, so within CrossFit, I think the community at large, and again, I, I can talk about Wit and New Waiver I go to where, you know, they've extended it to CrossFit kids and actually now started to support, I suppose, a different generation that potentially are coming into CrossFit for the first time. So I think it's not unique to CrossFit. I think it's partly down to the uniqueness of the box or the affiliate you go to. I think that being said, perception of CrossFit is it's always about barbells and lifting heavy weights above your shoulders and squatting and clean and jerks. And, and so therefore the perceived barrier is, is there because that's what people see in in images and everything else. And therefore, again, that probably puts people off. And I think we're trying to demystify that world of CrossFit. That said, though, when you have got a large component of running and park run has actually been a phenomenal success, you've got more and more people every single Saturday and junior park run on a Sunday. Therefore, by design, it's more accessible because the largest component of High Rocks is running. Um, and I think therefore, actually, it's probably easier to train and get improve yourself at functional fitness versus potentially actually, you know, running is not necessarily everyone's cup of tea. So I think it's become more accessible because actually other people have seen that you don't have to be you know, hunter. You, you know, there was a couple I read about that went to Manchester that did two hours 54 uh, in their 50s. It was the first time they did it. And you just saw just they got interviewed afterwards. And just the elation on their face that they had gone and achieved something that I didn't think they ever could achieve. And that then probably sets the tone for more people who are new to high rocks or new to training go, well, if they have got off the couch and gone and achieved that, then why shouldn't we be able to do that? And I I suppose like anything, you need someone who's an early adopter. And now people have seen that. And naturally, I think it's fueled the conversation. And because because high rocks is still new, I think therefore that fueling has come really paramount and they've gone really quickly to embrace that. CrossFit on the other hand has got a really strong core of community and you know Don at CrossFit has said you know he wants to increase the number of people participative in in CrossFit to 30 million and Hyrox have also have got really big lofty ambitions to to get more gym to sign up as affiliates, get more people training in that type of volition and then ultimately they're they're franchising Hyrox around the world so you know, they're, they're saying that their events are going to be up to 500 events every every year in the next five years. So by design, you're going to have a much bigger audience who are going to have access and, you know, accessibility to 
to High Rock. So yeah, I've been really encouraged with what I've seen both as a participant, but also with the different types of people we're seeing through WIC training for High Rocks, but also I suppose the different demographics and diversity of individuals that you're also seeing there is really encouraging because ultimately, as I said, people are adopting it, which it can only be good for a healthier uh, you know, global um, population. So, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If we, um, if we shift into the more equipment apparel side, which obviously you've, you've got a lot of experience in, are you, what are you seeing from an uh, a, a equipment demand for, for people participating in high rocks at the moment? Yeah, I think, you know, no one has, no one has cracked it. I think, you know, you've got a lot of running bands that are obviously already known within the space. And there's a lot of well-known ones around the world that ultimately have a shoe, which is really good for running. Then you've got a lot of functional fitness and cross CrossFit type brands that also have that stability. Cause ultimately when you're combining running with you know, quite heavy weights, you need a hybrid shoe. Now, if I'm honest, you know, actually Puma have done a good job with the nitro, but ultimately again, there are still things that I think there's, there's still an opening for a brand, whoever that might be, who's first to market with the right innovation that is truly a unique high rock shoe. Because again, I don't think I've seen someone which truly from an innovation point of view hits all the right hallmarks of a proper high rock shoe then whoever's first to market, I think, will then basically really have a captive audience because I think we're seeing a lot of inbound inquiries through social media, through uh, email, and ultimately ask, asking who are coming into our, our site in the heart of London are saying, what shoe do you recommend? So I think there's a lot of shoes that we would recommend, but truly whoever is, is there first, I think is going to have the upper hand. What will it take... I, I agree, by the way, like, and my the most common question I get is, what's the best footwear for high rocks? But what, what will it take for a brand? Uh, presumably, there's significant investment in developing a shoe and marketing it and so on. What will it take for a brand to to commit to that? Is it just continue to see the high rocks grow? Is it take a gamble? I think sometimes when if if you speak to High Rocks, then you've got to have belief in the vision that the founders of High Rocks have set out, and ultimately that is to have you know over ten million participants in the next ten years doing CrossFit, uh, doing High Rocks, sorry, um, around the world. So if you believe in what they've set out, and I suppose what they've already achieved today, then in in that regard. The investment for some of the larger global brands is, is relatively small and already they'll probably have a lot of innovation in both functional fitness and running. So it won't take a significant amount of additional investment to get there. Now, I suppose the, 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 the interesting factor is more around they, they need to go and actually participate in it. And that's the bit sometimes is you can bring an amazing shoe to market, but you know we at Whip Fitness are all about testing and validating the brands that we authenticate because we ultimately want to wear them and then validate them to say, well, this, this running shoe or this CrossFit shoe or this piece of apparel that we're talking about, then we can speak with an education part, part that say, 
we've trained in it, we've used it a number of times, and this is what's really good about it, but actually this is why this shoe might not be right for you. And, and I think that's the bit, as I said, is it's not just the innovation, it's just actually the, the wearer trials prior to then go, well, here's why it is. And then ultimately it's down to getting the shoe on the right people within the space that then, then go and validate it because, you know, whether Hunter wears a shoe or someone else, I think you look at the, the people who are at the top of that pyramid and they're the ones that probably are the influencers. And we had Sarah, you know, as one of our ambassadors and she was such a darling of the sport, uh, but she transcended across both the people at the top of the sport all the way down to grassroots. And I think, as I said, it won't be just about the investment. It'll be picking the right people to then validate your shoe within the space. So yeah. I don't think it's going to be time. It'd be really interesting on the global scale as to who that may be. Because at the moment, there's a number of different brands that have different rights to different geographies with high rocks. But I think it's right for someone in a relatively short space of time that then potentially is the global brand of choice in high rocks around the world. Do you, do you ever feel for, this is purely just because I'm interested, like what sort of investment that is? Say like Oka decided that they wanted to make the, the, the high rock shoe. What's, what sort of commitment is that for them? I mean, over, so m most of these large brands and we at Speedo had an innovation centre. So we would be thinking about technology and innovation for the next 10 years. So actually, probably in some ways, they were already working on this type of innovation. It's just come in the form of high rock. So I suspect actually there's brands that are closer than we think in actually doing that because they probably already knew that, you know, actually let's combine running and functional fitness because actually they're two natural things that come together. And if you think about you know, even in football and rugby and others, you know, actually they are now using running and weight training as a way to actually you know, improve your, uh, your personal best and your fitness levels. So I, I, I suspect actually the innovation is, is there i suspect the investment has already been made in part i think it's probably you're talking you know one to two million to bring something to market from early design and and, and prototype phase to actually getting it to market so you know it's going to have to be a brand of relatively significant scale to actually justify the level of investment that will go into in, into bringing and you know we did that with speedo when we brought the laser racer to market um, years ago and that was uh, seven years in the making and different iterations and then when we bought it to market in the world champs in 2008 we had 94% uh, of all gold medals were won wearing the laser racer and it revolutionized the uh, the, the world and, of, of swimming at the time and again credit to you know um, Tom Waller and the team at Aqualab for you know really driving that forward so you need to believe in innovation. You need to have, you know, a, a lab of some form that are really thinking differently because you need those creative brains and those dreamers and innovators to actually take you into a different space. Um, but I suspect having had access to some of the, the innovators and some of those brands around the world that, you know, I think in the next six to 12 months, someone's going to crack it. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we've obviously talked about the shoe. Do you feel like there's any other pieces of equipment, clothing that, that would be in high demand for the Hyrox community? Yeah, I think um, at, at the end of the day, I think, again, you're going to have to have lightweight um, apparel because you're not going to want something heavy and, you know, actually going to want something that's breathable because actually you are getting quite sweaty. 
Um, I also think probably because you need to recover quick between the running component and the functional fitness component that I think something that can actually give you recovering compression is going to be another thing that I think will support your um, you, you, you maintaining that level because you're at a high level for a long period of time, aren't you? So I think that's the other thing for me is I think the compression ability is going to be there. Um, and then I think really in terms of training equipment, I think every brand now is going to have a sled. I think every brand is going to have, you know, uh, the, 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 the dumbbells and the kettlebells that you need for the farmers carry. So I think if you're affiliating with high rocks, you're going to one, you're going to need the right equipment so that if you're coming as a consumer to that gym, then you're expecting as a almost as a tertiary piece that you have all the kit that you're going to need to train for high rocks. And then I think there's a lot of brands that now, because, you know, there's still a large demand for home gym that, you know, you've seen a lot of Google searches for the types of accessories that you're going to need um, to train at home or outside the gym. So, you know, Wolfson are working closely with um, with High Rocks and they've seen a big increase in search terms and Google searches for the types of equipment that they sell uh, and support High Rocks with. So, as I said, I think, that, you know, 87% of people still train within a gym now post-COVID. So you've still got 13% that are training religiously at home. So there's still an appetite for people to have the home gym and therefore the kit they need. So I suspect actually the people and the brands that are bidding on those, those terms will be the ones that probably have the best opportunity for success. And also it's 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 relatively inexpensive, the kit. And that's the other thing. If you, you can go to drop in at our gym for, for, for £20. There's lots of other gyms that are affiliating with High Rocks and their PFTs. So I think, you know, even if you can't necessarily afford to buy it yourself, there's there's accessibility to the kit through gyms and uh, just going on, you know, and whether you come down to WIT uh, and have a great class with Gus or you go to one of your local gyms that are affiliated with High Rocks, I think most gyms now are carrying the kit and the essential kit you need to improve yourself if you really want to go after um, coming into the high rocks world mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um you talked about you, you touched on like sarah and having maybe celebrity endorsements um do you feel like that's that is an important area for for the for for the brands and also high rocks in general to try and attract big name athletes to the sport and, yeah, I, I, mean, and I guess i guess you've seen it as well like ivy park and like the beyonce association as well. Yeah, do you know it's really interesting because I think you know I was at Pepe and we had Dua Lipa, you know, then was at Ivy Park and we had uh, Beyonce, and I think you know naturally those global stars just transcend across you know the music, you know, the genre of music, then into fashion and ultimately then into athleisure because as I said, it, it, it's a big global phenomenon that everyone's into health and well-being now. That said, I think the communities of High Rocks and Cro CrossFit. Or also want authentic endorsements and authentic people. And, and as I said, is we wouldn't necessarily badge slap our brand on someone that didn't resonate, who actually hasn't gone and done the sport. So the reason Sarah resonated really well is, you know, she's come through a lot of adversity in her early life and actually become, you know, and actually embrace the diversity of, you know, different shapes and sizes and then got to the pinnacle of her sport. But when you meet her as an individual, she's one of the nicest people you'll meet and you can't say that with everyone. And therefore I think that's what's really embraced her and the, the big audience that she has. So as I said, I think 
I always start with, it's got to be someone that's already either in the sport who's done it and therefore by design is authentic. And then I think it's actually someone that can resonate with, you know, your Joe public that is starting their training journey in high rocks uh, and therefore then can actually be relevant to them and actually say why, well, here's, here's why I'm good at what I do, but here's how I can make it relevant to you. And I think whoever that is, you know, and Hunter's done a really good job and Jade Skillen, you know, as a high rocks master trainer has built her audience up because She's an authentic individual. She's actually done it. She's actually achieved a lot, but she's made it really easy and accessible for the people. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. And then uh, sort of related is on on the media side for Higher Rocks. And maybe, I I don't know if you have an opinion on this, but Higher Rocks did, I was involved in the commentary for the World Championships and they did a much better production for for that than they have done in, in, in other events. Do you feel like that's going to be an important area for Hyrox to, to to continue to focus on and invest in? Presumably it is a significant investment. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, the fact that I think now there's a global audience who are really interested in watching how the participants do around the world. And while she can't be there physically, I think, you know, there's a, there's a keenness of people to watch it virtually and therefore media plays a role to give that accessibility. Um, and it's something even with CrossFit that sometimes isn't the easiest to, to access, particularly as you go into the games because of time zones and everything else. So, you know, I think a slick media production, quick accessibility that even people can watch it live in itself actually is going to grow the population of people who are interested in the space. Because as I said, there's only 4,000 people, you know, in, in uh, London that do it. And there's probably another 3,000 people that are watching but ultimately you can probably get to, to scale to an audience of you know half a million or a million people that can also watch it virtually. So I, I'm really interested at particularly how they franchise their model around the world that it will just only increase the number of participants and the number of people that are really interested in watching it. And you only look at what they've done now with the Tour de France or others and, and even what you know done in Triathlon and the team that have founded High Rocks were all, all into Ironman and they did a really good job on uh, you know, from a media point of view to get that that brand name out there around the world. So, you know, I think they've got a proven formula in a different sport. I have no doubts that they'll they'll replicate that with High Rocks. I'm loving that Tour de France Netflix documentary at the moment. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. So that and also Breakpoint as well. And I think this is the other oh. thing is media for me now is really allowing us to get under the skin because ultimately you only ever see the facade of, you know, the people that are really good at, the, at what they do, but you don't see behind the scenes and actually mm-hmm. the emotional journey they go through and actually them striving to be the best and they have to put everything on the line. And as we said earlier in, in, in Even Us, but that basic level is they need sleep, they need to be fueled, they have a team around them, they need to keep their body that on that on that level playing field to get there. And at the end of the day, you know, you, you can see at the end how much it, it means to them. So I think, you know, the Netflixes and just media in general has allowed us to get a better, closer relationship. And they've been doing it with the fittest on earth now for a number of years in CrossFit. So I think there'll be, you know, Netflix or something, High Rocks documentary coming soon. Okay. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, just, a, just a few more questions, if, if, if that's okay. One is, what, what's your biggest challenge right now in, in your role or roles, I should say? Do you know what I think is twofold, really? I think one is around, I think, 
keeping our brand true to our roots and our core, but ultimately growing that audience. And as I said, the affiliation with High Rocks F45 and weight British weightlifting in general does that. I think also then part of accessibility is, is people have got less money to spend at the moment, given the macroeconomic circumstances, you know, with interest rates and inflation, you know, at an all time high, particularly in the UK. So we need to really consciously think about that, that entry price point to make the brands that we have accessible to those that might not be able to start their training journey and spend the, you know, the most amount of money on, on one of the leading brands. But we can also ensure that there's a brand mix and offer that is a price point that is you know accessible for those from an affordability point of view. So they're my two ones at the moment. And then, as I said, is we've just got to continue to stay true to what we do and we bring great brands, great content, and we're authentic in the spaces that we are. And I think provided we stay true to the vision of the founders, then I think we've still got a massive capacity to grow as CrossFit, High Rocks and other types of functional training continue to grow and scale themselves. Okay. Um, just two, two more questions I'm, I've been experimenting with lately, but if, if they go nowhere, I'm happy to edit it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one is, I've, I've stolen from another podcast to be fair, but if you, uh, if you could put a message on a billboard that goes out to the whole world, what would it say? Oh, that's a really good one. Um, I would say it will be believe in yourself um, and you are your personal best. And I think the reason I say those two things is because I think people have to start with self-belief. And I think people can achieve anything if they put their mind to it. And I think ultimately where we play a role is we can fulfill those ambitions and visions, whatever that may be, uh, with all the brands and, and the expertise that we have. But fundamentally, I'll say is believe and achieve. Um, and as I said, is you know, everyone's personal best is different. But I think, as I said, just believe. Um, and, and then I think you go a long way because ultimately, as I said, self-belief gives you that self-confidence to go and do, do great things. Yeah, love it. Um, and if I asked you to say, who's the first person you think of when I say name someone successful? Who would that be? So I would say depends how you define success, because I think someone who really defined me is my parents. And I think they've been really successful because, you know, they've navigated and raised me and my twin brother and my sister. So I, I think that's a definition of success. I think there's a lot, lot of successful people that have done things on a humanitarian level um that have actually you know solved global crises and obviously you know there's a lot of people that navigated covid and that's a sign of success so success doesn't necessarily have to be the materiality because you then go well you know elon musk has been successful and you'll go that you know um amazon's been really successful iphone because it's solved problems and given us access to things but as i said i think my definition of success depends on who I'm talking about, but you know, I think everyone in their own right has been successful to, to some regard. And I think, as I said, success is in the eye of the beholder and it's very difficult to define a singular individual or group or organization. Cause you know, I have personally been really fortunate that I've worked with some amazing, amazing leaders and uh, you know, and entrepreneurs uh, in my career and they've defined 
hopefully the success that I've achieved personally today and hopefully the things I still want to achieve both as a you know as a husband as a father and ultimately as someone leading a young startup organization so brilliant okay all right um before we finish anything you wish I'd talked about wish I'd asked no I think um I think at the end of the day, look, I, I hopefully comes across that I'm just super passionate about the space and super passionate about supporting more people around the world on their training journey. And as I said, I think if I can leave one legacy that will, will note what I've done and what the founders have started at WIT is the fact that we've changed lives through training. Perfect. All right. When's your next race, your next Hyrox? Well, I'm supposed to touch wood, be doing um, actually Athex, um, which again, we'll, we'll cut that out, but I'm supposed to be in Athex at the weekend, which obviously is a, another a, another form of high rocks. But I'm doing, uh, I do high rocks every week at WIT. Um, so I do that every Thursday at 5.30 and there's 60 people and that's me getting ready for doing the next high rocks event in London in November. So that's what I'm now gunning towards and hoping to, get under that 110 mark uh, and into the sub 105 is, is the aim and ambition there. Nice. Okay. Um, anywhere, where, where should we send people that want to find out more about you, about WIT, Built for Athletes, whoever? Yeah. So, so I think, look, the easiest thing is go on to uh, www.wit-fitness.com. Um, so again, have a look on the WIT site or if you're in the heart of London, then we'd love to to, to get you into uh, the WIT London space. Because again, at the end of the day, we love bringing new people into the community and getting people on their training journey. Um, and then as a built for athletes, just go and have a look uh, on Google and they are obviously helping lots of athletes around the world and uh, future stars just have everything they need for their kit bags. So yeah, I'm really chuffed to work with uh, those two, two brands. Okay. All right. Brilliant. All right. Thank you for this. Really appreciate it. Great chat. So uh, thank, yeah, you, thank you. And uh, yeah, hopefully talk to you again soon. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you.